1: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast. I am Mark, that's Ryan on the other end of the mic and or camera. Uh, This week's big release, uh, we're right in the middle of a huge run of big releases. Uh, This week's big release is uh, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Um, Now, I don't know if this week's big release will take number one. Like, See, it just feels like we're just having this turnover the last few weeks of, of number one movies. Uh, but I, I don't know if it will, because Creed is still out, and and you know there's a lot of good stuff still out. So it's uh, yeah.
0: I th- I think it needs to. Uh,
1: do you mean needs to for the box office or needs to for itself?
0: Not for itself.
1: <laughs> then hold that thought, and we're going to get to that because I think that is a vital part of this discussion. Um, yeah. Shazam came out a couple years ago. Zachary Levi takes a almost forgotten DC hero uh, and they and, and Warner Brothers brings it to the screen and puts Chuck in it and uh, yeah and, and and it's an unexpected success yeah uh, I think it made 366 million dollars at the box office which for what it was was a huge thing uh, and we get and we get a sequel now the first movie I I I enjoyed. I, I think we both enjoyed it. It was this weird yeah. uh I, I think I said uh something along the lines of it, it was it was it was a weird counterpoint or a welcome counterpoint to the just the, the heaviness of the DC universe yeah. at that time.
0: No, absolutely. We were yeah. we
1: were deep in the grips of I think restore the Snyderverse. Uh all of that happening, that buildup happening. Uh and yeah, it was just it was very dark. So we got Shazam and you know, good, wholesome family fun uh with yeah. some great performances then, just a fun it, movie
0: and it it did it, i mean it it wasn't it did have a dark edge at times i mean there was there was a certain element of of the needed i think that needs yeah. to be there of danger or yes. whatever however you want to put it um so it wasn't so fluffy that um it didn't have stakes right um but it it was lighthearted enough um, to be something different. And and whereas a lot of superhero films recently feel like they're aiming for the older end of the PG 13, if not our right um, audience that this one was kind of, you know, catering more to the younger side of, of that, which is, quite frankly, where, you know, uh, the Superman films of the 80s, and a lot of, you know, even the, the spider, the early Spider Man films and things. Um, that was where they were um, focused. It wasn't uh, really until uh, Nolan, yeah. I think, kind of yeah. brought in uh, a, new, a new edge to comic movies, the things that kind of went, uh, you know, towards the opposite end of the PG-13 spectrum.
1: Yeah, this, uh, this one, or, or Shazam felt more like a comic book than a superhero movie.
0: Yeah. For kids yeah. or family. It's not, it wasn't like, yeah, you didn't, it wasn't a film that you were supposed to overthink and analyze. It was supposed, something you sat down, you're entertained by, you laughed at the jokes, but you know, you, you obviously, you know, the story deals with, uh, you know, kids that have been cast aside in the foster care system. So there, there's, I mean, there's still stuff there yeah. that, that grounds a lot of the characters in this, but because it is about, you know, uh, kids, even though you know they transform into or change into adult version superheroes, ultimately they're still kids. Yep. And I think because that was the focus, um, it, it it it's different. It just is. Um, yeah. When you, you you know, things that matter to kids are radically different than things that matter to adults, and we all know this as we grow up. So, yep. Um, you know, it it kind of reflected the audience is reflected by the material, or what what you know, or the way around.
1: Yeah. So, I, but then, so Shazam uh, births us. Black Adam, who yeah, from that universe, uh, you know Dwayne Johnson puts out his movie. Um, DC undergoes some stuff and is still undergoing some stuff, but yeah. they greenlit Shazam: Fury of the Gods, and we 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 get Shazam two, uh, two years after the first it takes place, and it's this this is a story about trying to leave childhood behind. Uh, y- y- yes. Billy Batson is trying to, you know, he's, he's going to age out of the foster system. Mary has already aged out of the foster system. Um, even our villains, there's a lot of, uh, kind of growing up out of your family kind of action going on, yeah. uh, at least for one of them. Uh, and you know, and of course we get the rest of the, the, the hero family, all the rest of the foster kids, uh, it's a little longer than the first one. It's a little darker than the first one, I would say.
0: I would say it's darker. Th- the darkness is sustained for longer.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I think the first the first one started pretty dark. I think it was the, the car crash or whatever. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I, so it, that one started in a dark place and kind of worked its way out. This one, I think the, the darkness is a little more even. Um, But when we say dark, again, it's relative. Yeah. Um, and, and so maybe we're talking mid period Harry Potter film dark, yeah. um, rather than, the, you know, the, then
1: the, it's, it's it, not the dark night dark. No, it's, <laughs>
0: it's, it's not, it's, it's still relatively superhero, you know, uh, traditional superhero sort of thing. It, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely a soft PG 13 sort of film.
1: Yeah. And, that, and that's, and that's okay. I think we've said that multiple times yeah, that yeah. there's nothing wrong with having a film. That's just fun. No. And,
0: and I think in fact, when, as we go into this, I, I, I think that as, as a, a reviewer and watching this film um, and, and being someone who I, I would personally never write a Shazam film, <laughs> Um, it's, it's just not, I mean, I would look at it and be like, nah, you really should ask somebody else. I mean, I, you know, there are aspects of this story that maybe I can do, but there's there's also a lot that I'm just I'm just don't think I am could do that. Yeah. So there were times in this film that there's a particular choice that's made in this film that I, at, from an artistic standpoint and as a critic standpoint, completely disagree with. Um, but as I thought about it. And thinking about uh, what Shazam is, or at least is what they've established it as. Yeah and and the, the the space that it occupies, it couldn't make what I would consider the right choice. it had to make the choice that it made because of where it, you know it, it exists um, and I think this is also a reference to to why we reacted so poorly to uh, you know the Superman that we got in uh, Batman versus Superman because narratively uh, Superman does stuff that Superman just it that's not. A superman character and he occupies a certain space yep. and shazam occupies a certain space where you can't go completely outside of you know you could do a darker version i'm sure but the way that they've established this version of right. shazam it has to go a certain way um and for it to go a different way may be a better story or artistic move um but again that's not really but the Suzanne thing is it's, it's about more of this lighthearted and comedy and,
1: yeah. and, and stuff. Uh, so yeah. And, but so in this one, uh, in the first film, uh, we, we had our single villain. This time we get the daughters of Atlas. Yeah. Uh, led, a trio, the trio yeah. led by a uh, Dame Helen Mirren, Lucy Liu and, uh, Rachel Zegler. Um, yeah. last scene in Spielberg's West Side Story. Um, <laughs> who are trying to free the gods because we, we, we get a lot more detail about Shazam's powers backstory wise. Uh, And of course that's, that's interesting to learn and to see how it plays as again, as a, as a Greek God buff, you know, that was my, those, that was my favorite material in college was always the, you know, the old Greek and Roman mythology. Uh, So we get all the the Greek stuff in this and, uh, and that's great. I, I think they play that right. Uh, the villains are necessarily a little cartoonish because again, that's the yeah. universe that we're in with Shazam, um,
0: yeah.
1: which again, we're, we're going to talk more in depth when we get it, which is kind of at odds with the, the DC universe in a greater sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, or at least as we know it to this point uh, again, we're going to probably hit on that a lot later, um, yeah. but no. So, you know, the, the original cast is back with the exception of the superhero version of Mary yeah, um, who they just kept the same actress for both, which of course brings in a uh, Clark Kent situation.
0: Uh, well, and it's a, it's a whole different. Uh, it, it reveals weakness in in planning as well. Um, and I, I don't want to go too heavy into this, but um, these actors are all going to age out, yep. and if they continue to, you know, replace the older versions with the actors who did the younger versions, I, it, it's going to be really problematic. And, and while I think that the performance is great in this film,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: take nothing away from the actress, but uh, I think that it's the wrong decision, yeah. uh, ultimately, um, and it, it kind of shows a flaw in the planning and, and whatnot because it breaks continuity in a, in a way that you could have avoided
1: yeah this this one I, it, in that sense, uh, I, I had also made the comparison that uh, this film is reminds me situationally of the, when the new mutants was coming out and the yeah. lead up to that and how they you know there was all the talk of the reshoots and then no reshoots, but there there was a lot of aging up of the actors that negated the ability yeah. to do reshoots. And so uh, in terms of Shazam, Yes, all of these young actors are great, but it does kind of limit, or at least really influence how you can move forward with this cast of characters, if not the actors.
0: Yeah, and and to be you know like I uh, I think uh, Grace Caroline Curry is the actress, and and she is absolutely fine, and and you know really after watching this film, the question would be okay, should she have just been. adult virgin anyway you know two years ago yeah um you know she didn't age that much but i I think if you're going to have the illusion of they turn into someone
1: different it needs um, to be someone different
0: they need to continue with this the same actress that was the different you know i mean they need to stick with that yep um because that's the whole thing you know yeah
1: it is i mean well it is and and they, they even kind of joke about it. Like I said, I made the Clark Kent remark earlier, but they, they did yeah. kind of joke about, you know, just can't put on a ponytail and a baseball cap. Yeah. You know, and that's really what she would have had to do to not be recognized because it's not like they wear masks and where you can get away with that. You know, that superhero conceit. Well, if you're wearing a mask, then obviously no one can recognize you uh you know so it well, it, it, yeah. it is it's problematic from a creative standpoint narratively in this film I, I, it doesn't ruin the experience so much no but it, you know if you're looking wider than the film then yeah it there are things that you have to take into account you know like how are they going to handle this because it's a real thing well um, and it's not happens. one actor you know no, no, it's
0: if,
1: six actors what
0: happens what happens when you know um uh, asher angel who's the the actor that plays billy badson what happens when he is if they do you know a film and he's 25 yeah does he still transform into zachary Zachary levi no does he you know but but in in a way he has to you know regardless and i know that isn't exactly how the comics you know i i but for the 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 film that they're making and the way that they've established the universe Zachary can't be replaced by Billy when, you know, you know, whatever it it just, it just, there has to always be that distinction between the two. Yeah. Otherwise it's like, well, who is he now? Unless he's, unless he's going to be Shazam all the time.
1: Yeah. Which is just weird. That's a
0: completely different thing, which I guess you can do that. But you know, the whole thing is a kid turning into an adult is the kind of the, the stick that they're going with and that they're pushing. Yep. So, go all in and do it and be consistent with how you're going to do it or what's the point. Yeah, like it's I said
1: so so from a, and so in the case of this movie it's not a beautiful you know, but again in in the larger sense. Uh but there but you know we're talking about Warner Brothers and DC and right now anyway, in the larger yeah. sense is a lot of what we're talking about. Um with that but or not
0: or not knowing what that larger sense is. Exactly. Um, I, because I, I would be remiss if I didn't, you know, and I, and I, I talk about this in my written review, but it's hard for me to know how much I should care about these characters mm-hmm. and how much I should invest in these characters and these versions of these characters and these actors as these characters, when I have no idea um, if they're ever going to do another film again, it, or what, if they're going to, uh, yeah, if, it, if it's any, going to quote unquote anything. matter, yeah, in two years you know, or three years. And, and it's unfortunate that you know I I can't just because when you're part of a bigger thing, which is what this is, yeah. part of a, a bigger universe, you you can't help but see the, the the entire universe, and it's hard to go, well, it doesn't matter because it's just this. You know, if 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 they tell you it's confined, I guess you go in with a different. But the fact that Warner Brothers has been so. Back and forth on wh- whether Shazam is, you know, part of the, the big universe or not. And the, you know, and the the whole fact that you, you actually had a, a film in Black Adam that takes place in the same universe, but doesn't really acknowledge yeah. that it takes place in the same universe. That, that there's been this sort of, okay, so wh- which of these franchises are, are actually real? You know? Right. I mean, uh, or, or connected or, um, you know, I, I guess we we would just like to know where we're supposed to be looking at these things, uh, you know, cause we can look at, you know, the Batman films that are out and go, those are separate. Yep. You know, we're, and we're not trying to connect them to anything, but when you have this ambiguity, uh, uh about where the film fits into, um, and I think where it once fit, it might have radically changed, you know, in the past few months where it fits yep. in, it doesn't fit in or whatnot. And, um, I, I mean, that impacts the way that, that I watch this film regardless. It does.
1: Um, which which is know, sad because, because in a vacuum, it's, it's, an, it's another entertaining superhero romp. You know, yes. In the vein of the first one.
0: Yeah, and, and, and I think to that end um, it's, it's absolutely watchable. Um, uh, there's some funny moments. Again, there's stuff like, I, again, I, I wouldn't write this film. So there's parts of me that I go, ooh, I wouldn't make that decision. Oh, that's ah, ugh, I wouldn't yeah. do that. But you know, that's why they have different people working on different projects. It's why they have different personalities. That's you know, um, if every movie and and maybe this is this we've kind of gotten with DC, this is a problem. If every movie is dark and it's all one tone, it all starts to blur together. Yep. Um. So so it's something like Shazam probably needs to exist, and I I think Marvel would have guardians is kind of a, an outlier that adds a different color. Uh, Ant-Man, yep. uh, at least the first two films, um, that were actually Ant-Man films, yeah. um, were, you know, they occupied a space where they, they could fit into the bigger picture, but the characters were such that the stories were told in, in a slightly different way. They weren't dragged um, down th- by the no, rest of I think, that. And I think, and i think you can you can have the shazam story and particularly this uh, you know this film or the first film or whatever and have that exist in a world where the darker stories are happening as well um and part of that is because these are this is you know these are kids and so the 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 film in a certain way should uh, should reflect them um and their personalities and, and and that sort of thing um and so i i think that there's you know there's room for Shazam, um, in, in the DC universe, regardless of where, what happens going down the line. Um, uh, that said, it's never going to be my favorite DC movie. It's, it's just, it, it's how it is. And that's, and, and again, that's totally fine. Um, and if it's an entry point for kids who might not be into some of the darker stuff or ready for the darker stuff, that's fine too. Yep. Um, you know. Um, so I, yeah, I want, I want to be clear. I don't think Shazam is a, this, this, this sequel is a bad movie. Um, I may not be very passionate about it. Um, there are things that I really do enjoy in, in the film. Um, you know, but I think that there, there is also this, this, this ample amount of evidence that DC had completely kind of just run off the rails. And I think we know that but there's just decisions that were made in this film that, that emphasize um, and reinforce the fact that they had gone off the rails um, and, and it makes me wonder why not just wipe the slate clean um, and that's not what they're doing it doesn't appear no, um, and no, so, let's, I think-
1: so let, let's hold on for a second because But hey, look! If you enjoy what you're seeing and hearing on the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast, why not take a second to click subscribe if you're on YouTube, click follow wherever you're listening to us. Uh, you know, follow us on Twitter at VS Movie Same over on Facebook. If you're on uh, Instagram, it's Visually Stunning Movie Podcast. That would be awesome for us. We appreciate you listening, and now let's get back to the show. Because we're gonna we're gonna flirt with some <laughs> we're gonna flirt with some spoilers, even though we both do like the film. So you are you're, you're gonna hear some things about DC in this film here now, uh, if you're listening, that 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 you might not want to. So if you don't want to hear that, then you know if you haven't seen the film yet, go ahead and come back later to watch it. But yeah, you're right. There, there are there are things in this film that uh, they could have ended it, and that would have been. It, and it didn't even have to be forever, but it would have given them the opportunity to to end this if they if they needed it to, in light of everything yes. that's happening with James there Gunn was, and his uh, new plan.
0: Yes, there was a point in uh, where this film could have been. Yes, yeah, it could have. It, it could have closed as much as you can close the door in the superhero franchise. Right. This one could have. Yes. Um, and, and it would have done it in a way that was actually. Heroic. Pretty heroic and and pretty darn intelligent, actually. Yeah. Um, But but again, but the the
1: (laughs) door wouldn't have been locked had they ended it there.
0: It's never locked.
1: We all know that. But, I mean, but But, they they already proved that they could unlock it because they did. In the film. And And then, of course, the way they did that uh, leads to more uncertainty about (laughs) what we're doing moving forward. Uh, Because, again, uh, I... I didn't see the spoiler uh, on the TV spot. I understood what the spoiler was. And when the spoiler shows up, it's like, now again, we're at this point where it's like, what are you doing? We say this about Marvel a lot right now. What are you doing and where are you going? We understand that DC made a choice to redefine where they're going when they hired James Gunn and the other guy whose name escapes me for the moment. Um, But then this film comes out, and they could have tweaked the last five minutes to reflect what they are going to do going forward. So if they did not do that, theoretically, that implies that this matters going forward. But But does it? But does it?
0: And And that's the problem, because we just had Black Adam... And there was a prominent cameo in Black Adam that suggested one thing,
1: but they have like uh, definitively like disavowed that. Yeah. Until the end, uh, not I mean, even even with the end of this, because yeah. they don't really define one. There are two post-credit scenes. One yeah. is uh, just a haha ha callback, and the other yeah. is actually something that adds to the uncertainty of the DC universe. That they if they'd have pulled that scene out, it's less ambiguous. Moving forward, Uh, but they again they left it in, and I'm just wondering: Did James Gunn sign off on that, or did he have the right to sign off? Did he have the right to change it? Did he have the power to change it? I don't know. Was
0: it already was it already in post, and they couldn't do anything about? I mean, if you you know, and I don't know if you see the the you know um, James Gunn's wife is in this film. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, she's she's in this film, and she's playing a character she also plays uh, in um, that she did in Suicide Squad and and Peacemaker and whatnot. Um, and so now there's, is that his wife? So there, yes. Oh, I didn't so know are, that. There are so there are two two cameos in this this uh, in Shazam that that would seem to connect it to a possible future.
1: Ye- but, yes.
0: But does it does it because we've already seen you know we had we literally had Superman appear at the end of Black Adam yep and we all assumed oh this is a statement but no it wasn't
1: but no but uh, no it wasn't
0: and we know how all that played out so I think we're just in this really bizarre place with the DC universe where it would just be nice for them to for once and for all say this is canon. This is not. Um, and, and I guess, you know, right now their answer is the Flash will make everything. And that's what I was going to make- say.
1: We, we have to assume that the Flash in July or June or July is but going to have, sort it out.
0: But they have to also understand that that's problematic in the sense that we don't even know if the Flash in its current form. Is going to you know if that is going to carry on? Right. Is any, does any of this matter? Does anything that we've already seen and and uh, you know or or at this point is it really just suicides? The Suicide Squad is that the only thing that we can count on that because that's James'
1: film. Is well, that the only and thing it, we that can... I was going to say. Now we we talk a lot about this stuff and and it's it's weird like uh you know. Uh, Joss Whedon never ran Marvel, but he did a lot of what he wanted to do. The Russo brothers never ran Marvel, but they did a lot of what they wanted to do. And it felt like they were running Marvel for a long time because they were kind of steering. They were the, they you know, they were the, the bow spit. And they, and they, they were will. doing
0: the big films. They right. were doing the, the bulk of the uh, the heavy lifting as it was. Right. And everyone else was kind of filling in this, the, the so, details.
1: So James Gunn comes over to run DC announces a bunch of things says, we're going to do a Superman film then says, yeah, I'm going to write it, but I'm not going to direct it. And now he's going to direct it. And with the cameo in this film from, from, you know, suicide squad slash peacemaker, the cynical bastard in me is just like, I don't know if, I don't know how I feel about that. Well,
0: I'm gonna let me put this. There seems
1: to be a thumb on the scale.
0: There may be, but I I would, in his defense, she's a good actress. She does fine. She's not a major role. Well, yeah.
1: Well, I'm not. I'm not even talking about her. I'm just talking about what that implies.
0: Well, sure. Um, You know, but I guess my my take on that would be it's his universe. He's perfectly welcome to, to do whatever he wants to do with it. Um,
1: but is this going to be the it, DC universe or the James Gunn universe?
0: Well, and and that
1: because right feel? now the only things based on what we have that are moving forward are the Suicide Squad, Peacemaker, and his Superman movie. Yeah, and, it's and, like well and, that that feels oddly convenient.
0: Well, okay, you know I
1: again that's the cynical bastard in me.
0: Okay, but the, but the the counter arguments that to that would be that's why they hired him um because of his you know intimate involvement with these films and his hands-on sort of thing that's why you know and right or wrong Zack snyder was doing a similar thing thing. so we we can say have they learned their lesson is this going to be another mistake you know should they did they need someone and maybe this is where uh you know uh it's not just james gunn doing this all on his own maybe this is where that factors in but yeah there there is certainly a debate on how is the best way to uh, you know move this this massive franchise um and and how to to move it forward and what's the best way to do it and there's going to be a lot of second guessing if you know four films into the the james Gunn dc were nowhere yeah better than we were with you know, what we already had. And, and that is, a, a, it's, it's a possibility. Um, you know, James Gunn could fail, um, at making DC into whatever, you know, uh, a fun, you know, a, whatever it is, a, you know, a functioning, well-accepted, established universe, that with a cohesive story, um, which is what it, it essentially lacks at this point, you yeah. know, something where they're committed to characters, they're committed to story arcs, um, you know Marvel at the moment is kind of wandering into we need to establish what the next story arc is, and that's part of the problem they're going through is just, okay, what is this next phase, and what is it you know what what is the end goal because we know that it's nice to kind of have a trajectory. not everything has to follow that specifically, but an overall picture, if it's a big picture, it's nice to have a clue of what that big picture is because otherwise, how you put the puzzle together exactly. anyway um um but it's quite possible that what James Gunn is doing won't work and that it will fail and that he's a really great director when it came to guardians and he did a better version of the suicide squad.
1: But, but yeah, do you really, yeah.
0: You know, but is that mean he's going to do a great Superman movie? Well, I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. And it's quite possible that he doesn't. Um, and that's just because certain people are more, you know, I don't know, um, inclined to make certain, you know, there's certain, you know, it's, it's like me saying with Shazam, I would never ask me to make Shazam. Like I would look at it and say, no, 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 you probably really should get someone, you know, maybe I could co-write aspects of this, but you really need to get someone who understands the character and the humor and the, 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 some of that stuff. Cause even as a teenager, I wasn't that, that's not my teenage, you know, I mean, I, that, that wasn't who I was necessarily i mean the outcast aspect maybe the certain things but generally speaking i i'm not in this movie uh, much uh, no sam, in the shazam movies very much
1: yeah with the it, it comes to shazam i i'm i was not a foster kid but yeah i i was totally in this movie uh <laughs> as a kid so no so sam so it's worth watching and uh, yeah. last point last point on james gunn And his Superman movie. Let's not forget that he produced a movie that I actually enjoyed, but that a lot of people really, really hated. And that was Brightburn. Yeah. Which everyone saw, of course, as this dark alternate Superman. So uh, it will be interesting to see what his script for Superman looks like. uh, Because I'm fairly certain that even though Brian Gunn, helped write that script for brightburn i'm sure that that james had some fingers on it so it said it'll be interesting to see
0: and i would say in his defense um or just looking at the situation from a distance that
1: um
0: he wasn't writing a superman film and so there were, were not the same restraints put on you know so what, however much he was involved, he was not making a Superman film. And so no matter how dark it was or no matter if it was, you know, as, as people saw it, as a dark version of right. Superman, it still wasn't a Superman film. Right. But I'll, I I'll just be was. interested
1: to see if there's any bleed.
0: Well, I think he's smart enough to understand who Superman is as a character.
1: Uh, um,
0: and, what, and, I, and I think that there are, I, there are things about Zack Snyder's universe that I find absolutely enthralling, maybe not appropriate. Um, but I, I, the, some of the, the, the thoughts and things and and some of the things he was, was exploring, I find really interesting. They weren't executed necessarily in the way they should have be should have been, and they weren't necessarily the right characters or it wasn't set up quite in, in the way that it needed to to make it work as Superman films or as you know as the as the films that they were uh, intended to be. I mean, it's. It, you know, you couldn't make a, a Wolverine film where he's you know a florist and he never takes out the claws. Right. You just you can't. There's certain things you you can't do with characters and um, and while it's interesting to explore that sort of universe, the the, the a big budget film is probably not the place to, to try to do that initially. Yeah. Um, so I I think James is smart enough that he's going to make a Superman film that feels like a Superman film. Um the question is, is, will that be good? Yeah, that, you know, will it be a good film? Um, You know, which is really all anyone asks? Well, that's all that that, you know, I, 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 like I said, with the Zack Snyder, I get that people hated the the version of the 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 heroes that he presented. And I understand that. And I think that they should have been more understanding and cognizant of, of what was going on. They shouldn't have hired a writer who didn't know anything about comic books they shouldn't you know there's there's just certain things uh you don't that you're setting yourself up to fail and they did a lot of those things and yes it's it's an interesting experiment but it's also i mean superman's kind of bigger um than I, I you know, he's not some obscure character. He's, he's pretty, people yeah. have a, a defined attitude about what Superman is. And, and, and whereas you can go throughout the history of Superman and kind of say, well, yeah, but at this point he was this, this, and this, we kind of have a general agreement on who Superman is yep. now and to go completely against it.
1: It's dangerous. Doesn't really work. Yeah. And it proved it to not work.
0: So going back, you know, Shazam was initially, uh, uh, kind of a Superman, uh, knockoff. And but they they established Shazam as something uh, a little different than you know, even like the animated films and things that that have existed in my lifetime about Shazam, I was never a huge fan. But I mean, obviously, you know, he was in a cartoon. And so I I was familiar with him. Um, They established what Shazam is in, in that first film um and and it is a character that they have a little more wiggle room with because he isn't as firmly established as superman. Yep. And I think the second film goes in and um stays in that area that they established and does it well enough that um I don't know if it's a better film than Ant-Man but it's it's a the you know Quantumania but it is a more satisfying film um than it, Quantumania, you know, it was and it's 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 a very much a Shazam film. um and I would be totally okay if they had a, a third one um, that existed in its own universe if it has to. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm worried about box office for this film this weekend. Um, projections were around 23 million, which is not going to cut it. No. Um, for a film, I don't know how much this costs to make, but even if it's even if it's a uh, you know, a, a hundred million dollar film rather than a two hundred million dollar film. That still means it's going to have to make three hundred million dollars to, you know, really be profitable. and even the like uh, I said,
1: even the first one only hit three sixty six.
0: So the the odds. I mean, this is you know. So if you guys you know like Shazam, um, or you go and see it and you like what you see, you, you might want to go see it another two or three times. Yeah. Um, and I know that sounds, but if if you really want the Shazam series to continue, we're in a place where where your Warner brothers can, can just say, didn't perform. And and that's literally how they ended the, the black Adam. Well, well,
1: D- Warner brothers is at a place right now where they can say, won't perform, kill it. Yeah. Batgirl. Yeah. Oh. So uh, they're at that point. So if you like the Shazam universe and you enjoy the film, yeah, Ryan's correct. You go see it again. Um, you, you, and tell, and, and tell and, your and, friend that's on the fence to go yeah. see it.
0: Yeah. And, and so if, if you want to see this franchise continue, that's probably what it's going to take. Yeah. Um, because at this point, the fact that they're kind of the non noncommittal part of it, you know, uh, yeah, I just. And I hate that. Um, and I hate that we, we're, you know, I hate that we have to have this conversation with everything about, well, is there going to be a sequel? But with the, the you know the the after credit scenes and things that are in this it that's and the world we exist in yeah like i don't know if any of these ideas are going to get you know if they're going to get expanded upon but you've presented in your you know uh, you know your, your credit snippets and things that there is something
1: there's a greater hole
0: will we ever actually get to see that greater hole and if not why are you teasing us but that's, that's what are what these things are they're, they're teasers for they get you excited for what comes next and as we learned in, in black adam there's not guaranteed that actually anything is going to come next it, it could be you know the best I, I i wouldn't be shocked if someday we see maybe a black adam comic book series where they they kind of play out that storyline just because there's once you introduce an idea um somebody's going to really want it. it's again, it's the Snyder cut all over again. Yeah. It's, um, the fact that something, there was an idea that existed. Yeah. And I want to know what that idea was, even if it was nothing more than that one scene that was written, it suggests that there was so much more. Um, and we're curious. So, we, you know, uh, but I, I, I wish that I, I, I didn't have to think, or I didn't think about any, anything outside of,
1: is the movie any good? Yeah. yeah. And, and
0: does this movie do what it sets out sets out to do? Um, you know, yes. W- did it have a glass ceiling? Was it ever going to be a, a masterpiece? Well, quite frankly, I don't think it ever I don't know how a Shazam movie could be in my you for me, right? Um, you know, when when I look at the the, the the comic book based movies that I think are masterpieces, they tend to be darker, they tend to be, you know, I mean, what like you know the batman films Mm -hmm. logan um that they tend to be completely different and they're aiming for a completely different thing than what this film is aiming for yeah um that said i mean the spider-man the sam raimi spider-man films at least the first two were, were were phenomenal films and and Maybe that should be what the goal is for something like Shazam is to to make something that's fun and inviting. And as that is, but again, that existed in an era where they weren't trying to build an entire universe. It was just a Spider-Man movie. Yeah.
1: yeah. And that was, that was, and that was good enough. And maybe a lot of this stuff should be good enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and if that's the case, you know, maybe Shazam is, but I do have that, that, that problem of, do I commit myself to any of these characters? the actors that are playing these characters. I don't know if I, you know, I mean, I I love fandom. I love being invested. Mm -hmm. But there's only so much I can be invested in. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, there's only so much I can care about and, and still be passionate about something and, and follow it closely because there's just so many things to pick from. And so when you give me something that I'm not sure if it's going to be there for the long run, well, You know, subconsciously, I'm just not going to be as involved. I'm just not going to, you know, latch on. And and again, it goes back to that casting thing with the kids and them being adults. And it's like, okay, so who's going to play who in the next film? And obviously, you know, recasting happens all the time. Uh, We saw it in Iron Man. We saw it in in the Batman films. It happens. But there's always that part of you that says, "Ah, man, I kind of wonder what it would have been like if they stuck with actor A. Yep. Rather than actor B. And then this is and this this Shazam takes it to a whole new level where you literally have actor A one and, and actor A two. And are you getting yeah, anyway, it's just it's a it's a it's a thing that they, they I think they should have figured out before um they got to this point and uh, Yeah. Yeah I'm exhausted.
1: Well, we'll I'm exhausted, but by- it is, yeah, right. So there, there you go. that That is Shazam, Fury of the Gods, opened today. Check it out if you were a fan of the first one, if you like it, and you want to see, if you want to have a shot at seeing more, see yeah. it again, take your friends. Uh, there you go. Uh, we've got other stuff to talk about, which we will be back to. So uh, stay, uh, stick around and watch for those to drop. We, there's a lot of movies coming out in the next two weeks. Uh, and another one that yep. opened today that we're going to talk about in another episode. So... Um, Till we talk to you again, I'm Mark. That is Ryan. Bye, Ryan. See you guys. Uh, Take it easy. We'll talk to everyone later. When you make decisions for your
0: company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy.